Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha Cook and uh, Happy New Year to everybody, 2022. So hopefully this will be a good one. I have a co-host today, Kristen Lindsay Haker. So I'm going to bring her right out and we're going to just chit-chat. But uh, if there's any messages, you know, I'll talk about that, you know, about some of the other shows maybe during the show. Hi, Kristen. It was such fun having you on. Um, It was actually feels like it wasn't that long ago, and it wasn't, but a lot's happened since then. Yeah. So uh, I know. So we decided we were going to do some shows that would be what people are talking about and um, how they're getting through last year to this year, and hopefully last year won't, hopefully this new year will be better than what was last year and the year before. It's really hard to think that this has been going on for like two years. I remember the first show I did on this. It's like here we are two years later and a lot of people are still in the house and COVID is like surrounding us. So how are you doing? Well, I am really grateful for, um, you know, the grocery deliveries, grocery pickups, and how communities have really kind of – supported each other in that way, helping people out, you know, making sure people have masks and stuff. So that's kind of, you know, it's nice to see people kind of pull together and protect other people. Like the stores that we're doing, I think neighborhoods are trying to do that, and I think that's a good thing. I think we all thought we'd be done with this, but we're not. So, you know, and I've noticed one of the reasons why I wanted to have these shows about feeling good about yourself is because I've been scrolling down and looking at a lot of the messages people are putting out, and they are not happy and it is very sad you know um so i'm hoping that we can talk about a few subjects that might help people out there that you know to make them feel a little better and they're not alone because sometimes there are people that are alone in their houses and they haven't really gone out much and it doesn't matter what age you are everybody's getting afraid so uh you know that that's why we just you and i both decided that this is would be a good way to have people listen in and if they wanted to call in or they wanted to, um, I should probably get the number that they could call in and chat if they have a question. Um, and that would be 714-242-5259. Um, I haven't had open lines for a long time, but I, if somebody does want to call, that's fine. Or if you want to, um, next time we, we're going to have another show shortly, you know, in another few weeks. So, We'll start putting that out if people, you know, want to answer, want questions, you know, or talk about certain subjects. I think you had a few people that might have talked about some subjects. 
that they might want to yeah, talk about? Yeah, a few people. Yeah, message my website and stuff with a with a couple little things here. So yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's there is a lot to talk about. So I think you know, um, going forward, I think one of the things is um, I was just mentioning to you before the show that. There are messages, a lot of times TV does have messages. You know, if you watch it, you know, a lot of these movies and a lot of these shows do have small messages that can make the difference when you're watching someone that is not feeling very good. But one of the things that I just saw is like the strength we have within us to make it through all of this. And as far as I'm concerned, anybody right now, that has is still with us and made it we have made it through covid you know for 2 years and that's a really that's strength of character cuz this is not easy yeah. how do you feel about true. that yeah very true i mean it's been it's been definitely a test of time and i think too a lot of times you know you have a lot of things to distract you you know if you're going through something you know maybe you go out or you know you try to get your mind off things but when you're stuck at home you know, all you need is for your cable or your internet to go out and you're stuck with your thoughts. And, you know, you can either handle that right. or that can right. be a scary place. Yes. <laughs> well, we've all, that's one of the things. People are used to watching TV and then if it goes out and you can't get, you know, you kind of lose touch and there you are. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, and oh, that's yes, what's happened. That's minutes. why I think I mentioned the last show we had a lot of time you know we've had i've had a lot of shows about people you know watching different shows to make them feel good you know and um and sometimes if you're watching shows that don't make you feel good you feel worse and that's not good either you yeah, know there's a few things we need that some laughter you know off. laughter you know i noticed yes. the one thing you know which i had mentioned to you you and i both have very strong sense of family values and in your stories because you write young adult and other type of stories and I write a little older than young adult and even to the grandparents I add them in my stories so when you're writing because that's how you got to be out there so well known is your messages so which message would you want to give people like right now because they definitely need some good ones yeah, I think definitely a message of um, hope and also like um, compassion. I think right now that's um, a big thing because I've noticed a lot of people being um, like almost kind of like aggressive and being, you know, like kind of snapping at people. And I think that the first couple of times when I was noticing like some people putting harsher posts up on social media, at first I was like, whoa. And then I kind of saw that there was a lot of hurt and fear behind it. And I think if we all took a minute and took a step back to realize that we're all reacting to our circumstances because we're all going through something, but some of us have been hit so much harder. I mean, I have people that I know who have lost both parents in a few months' time or less, a few weeks, and for one person. Um, you know, some of us have gone through this pretty much unscathed. We just maybe had a few things that weren't in the grocery order or, oh, my cable went down and, oh, I was, you know, right. bored with the kids. But and uh, some there's of us a lot of lost trauma. So much. Yeah. Yeah, and some people have just lost so much. And I saw something, and I don't remember the exact wording, but there was a meme online that said, you know, we're all in the same storm, but we're not necessarily in the same boat. 
And I thought, wow, that really is well, telling. Because- that, that's that, that's true, though, because we're not. And, you know, I mean, because the other day when, you know, I was unpacking groceries and I was saying to my husband, I'm going like, you know, we could say that maybe we're not happy about this or that, but we're eating. We have food. Yeah. And yeah. some people don't. And that's the problem, yeah, that- you know, because they've lost their jobs or because they can't go to work because their kids are home, too. Now it, the kids, it's all up in the air with what's going to happen. Chicago schools are not open. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot that you're hearing about with food banks, and um, I know somebody who works at a hotline that people call in, and um, she was saying that there were more homeless people and stuff. And so I've been trying to, you know, encourage people and do it myself, like to give to food banks and any kind of organization that's helping out because, you know, there's a lot of people that just need a little help, but there's a lot of people that are really, that this is, you know, the end of the line. They really are struggling right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and that's true because they really are struggling. And I think, you know, with the onset of Omicron, I think we weren't expecting this. And I really think that people felt protected, but we don't have as much protection right now because of Omicron just flew in and, you know, and a lot of people are sick now. So I think, you know, if people are coming out of this, we're coming out of this in a different way. And I hope the kids, I think that's the problem, is we're kind of assessing it and try to figure out and, you know, how to get through this. But this is really hard for them, especially your market, the young, young adult and even the smaller kids that I've written for in the past, you know, I can't imagine what they're thinking. You know, no. I mean, yeah, and I, and I have heard some interesting things too, because not everybody's dealing with, with it the same way. That there are, um, that I heard about a teenager who um, hadn't really been doing that great in school, but when they went to remote learning, um, this is in Texas, that his grades really improved, and they realized that he was learning in a different way being at home. And in fact, his right. grades have gone up so much that he's telling his wow. grandma he wants to go to college now. And so she said if he hadn't been home, they wouldn't realize that some of there were some issues. And I've also heard that parents having the kid home realized that there were issues with attention deficit disorders and also bullying. There there were some younger girls, I've heard this a lot, that were actually happy um, in 2020 when the school shut down because they were dealing with issues with bullies and frenemies and mean girls at school. And, you know, that's what I write about. at 2020, I started doing um, reader guides to my stories, and that's when parents started um, messaging my website and saying, like, you know, these are really helpful because some of the questions I'm going over with my child, and they're telling me stuff that was going on at school that they probably wouldn't have shared otherwise. And they were actually relieved to be home from school because school did not feel it that safe. And one of the parents said how shocking it was to her that being at home during a pandemic when everything was scary felt safer to her child than being at school having to deal yeah, with, you know, the, the friends in the lunchroom. Yeah, and the last so show of it, the year I had a show with several children's authors and we were talking about this and they, uh, one of them was talking about their child was bullied. And I think people don't realize how that affects you throughout your whole life. I mean, it just does, you know. I mean, yeah. most of us it, older, you know, we still remember when somebody said something, but now it's much more, it's much harder now because they're, they're online and, you know, and it word goes quickly and then all of a sudden you see a post and somebody says something that is really not good and the other one feels bad and that 
is really trauma for kids. And now the parents yeah. are home, though. Were, but there's still a lot of parents are back at work, but the kids are home. And some of the trauma for young adults, this bullying, goes on for, it will keep them, you know, it keeps, in, it's in your mind. It doesn't leave you. I, just because you become an adult doesn't mean you ever forgot that. And that's what's yeah. happening now. It's yeah, trauma. I'm so influenced by something somebody said to me when I was in the fifth grade. Oh, yeah, I remember that too, I some of those this. things. And that's very true. And I think sometimes people don't really, you think you're going to outgrow it. Well, maybe you start feeling better about yourself, but you also, in your head, somewhere, think about certain things. And, you know, teachers, yeah. if they give you a hard time, if kids give you a hard time, you remember those things. I don't think they leave. It's just we, it's how we handle it. And I think a lot of this for young kids, they don't know how to handle it yet. And the fact that they're home and COVID and everything is different, it's really a very tough time for them. It's very stressful. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how this is going to work for kids because a lot of kids can't do well at home. They just can't. They can't. And some kids, like you're saying, it's interesting that they are doing better without mm -hmm. the peer pressure yeah. probably. Because peer pressure is never good. I mean, and all of us that are older remember it, and we all know we had it. But it's how you, you know, how you decide your life is going to be. But when you're 10, you can't know that yet. You're not knowing that. Yeah, you know, you know it's, it's easy for us to say somebody... that when we're older, but when we're 10, we, we don't, you know, we don't, our mind doesn't think the same way we do now. And so they don't know how to handle it. So I think with the parents being home and maybe being able to address certain issues like they couldn't before, maybe that'll help them. And the relationship yeah, will definitely. be better. It's opening up a lot of um, communication that normally wasn't there, especially I think at the very beginning when, because um, at the very beginning there were a lot of schools that weren't, is strict about enforcing everything because they knew everybody was confused. They were t still trying to set up the remote learning. Yeah. And so a lot of stuff kind of went by the wayside. And so that's when really it was like, oh, my goodness, what are we all, what are we all doing right now? And I think that's when more discussions because then the parents were home. You know, whereas yes. now there are some working and, and, you know, it's really about adapting. And I think, like, honestly, down the road that these kids are going to do better because they were able to adapt and see that, you know, and, you know, just the blink of an eye, everything can change. Because you and I were talking about how even things yeah. that we learned, like I was watching that one reality show, and they were talking about the beginning of COVID, and I was like, wow, how different things are. I mean, some of the things that they yeah. were doing, I was like, you know, this, yeah. I mean, now we know better. And it seems like every yeah. few weeks we learn something new. Right. And and there's still more to learn. And I think that that's, that's one of the other issues, you know. You know, because somebody was mentioning to me that what they were watching TV and – you know, they really didn't want to see and go back to what the beginning of this. But a lot of times different networks are showing things. And we can't lock it out of our mind, but I think when people are watching it now, it's very upsetting because it was such a dark time. And we're all, I think it's better for people now, but I think at the very beginning it was such a dark topic this whole thing because nobody knew if they were going to go out what they were going to do the streets nobody was driving you know you look outside and it was like really quiet which we're not yeah. i mean i'm in chicago so you're not used to that you know but you'd drive you'd like maybe take a ride and there'd be no cars out and it was almost yeah, like you're um, 
the end of the world. It, it, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but two years ago, we didn't know if we'd have vaccines. We didn't know anything. So I think yeah. the hope is better, but I think it's a little setback now. But this is what people are becoming very upset about and now stressful. They're worried about is there going to be another stressful time for us? And I think people that aren't even worriers are very worried now. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. There's, that's, a, there's a lot of anxiety and heightened emotion right now, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, I think family, the sense of family is really important. And I think, you know, uh, a lot of kids are with their grandparents. And I know for me, my grandma, grandmother was a very big influence in my life. And I think that's a good thing, you know, because when you're lucky enough to have grandparents, that's kind of a special relationship that you don't have with your parents. It's a very different one, I think. You know, for me That's it was. That's so true. Yeah, I I tend to put, as you know, the grandparents in all my books and the relationship because there are things you can talk to your grandparents yes. about that you wouldn't share with your parents, you know. That's true. And I think that is true. And so I think that, you know, when you have books that are about family, I think, you know, People really, you know, you become, I've realized now out of all the things I've done, screenplays and children's books, whatever, I feel like now I'm writing more of family, um, feel good, because I think that people really need that right now. And, you know, sometimes I'd like to write something else, like, you know, but I thought this is my strongest, is because I feel this way. And my characters, you know, so, and I noticed you're, in your reviews and people talking about your work, that's what they say about you, is that you're heartfelt. Yeah, yeah the happily ever afters. Yeah, well, the happily ever afters are what people want right now. And somebody actually yeah. messaged um, one of my social media accounts, and she said, I've been hearing good things about your book. And she said, I just want to make sure, though, they are happily ever afters. She said, I think that's what I'm hearing. And I'm like, yes, don't worry. It's happily ever after yeah, yeah, or right. happily for now. <laughs> Right. sometimes right. when you write, right. like, some of the yeah. younger ones, this is not the boyfriend that maybe they're going to end up marrying, you know, 20 years from now or whatever. So, so happily for now sometimes is what we say for those younger ones. Yes, because the truth is, you know, there will be many other adventures and, peop- you know, and, you know, boyfriends or girlfriends. But at the time, while you're going through it, because we've all gone through it, it means a lot. So you think it's yeah. the end of the world. But it's really not. Well, when, there's all, there's something else was, along the way. Yeah, when I was a kid, I really gravitated to um, reading, especially like um, from ages really like 9, 10 through my preteen years especially. You know, once I got to high school, I was, you know, a lot more social. But during that time, I was reading a lot. And I, you know, I, the funny thing is, is in college, I, um, they were talking about, you know, if you want to be a writer, you know, read 100 books in your genre. And it was interesting that the books that I was enjoying then, you know, in college or an adult, um, were the ones that kind of made me anxious as a kid because, like Paula Danziger, wonderful writer, and I liked her as a kid, but some of the things she was talking about, you know, like kids getting picked on and bullied and gym class and things like that, and, you know, parents, it was a little bit anxiety-inducing, but as an adult, I was like, I really appreciate it. I was like, wow, she is, like, even more talented than I even, Right, because she had insight into it, and right, because you can't, when you're reading them and you're a younger person, you don't look at it the same way you do as you grow up. 
I mean, you just don't, yeah, you know, true. and then you see the messages were good messages, and those stay with you, some of those books. Yeah, I mean, really, if you go I mean, back you know, and... I think people think, you know, sometimes you're going to forget all of it. You don't forget things. You know, there are things that upset you when you're 10, 20, 30, whatever, and those sometimes are the same things that, you know, go with, they follow you. It doesn't just disappear, but you learn how to handle it, hopefully. You know, and I think strength, I mean, trying to get strength. I don't know, though, if when I was younger, if I felt like I even knew what strength was. Do you know what I, you know, I felt like you just kind of do your thing and you have your friends and you have dinner and you go out and you do things, but I don't think you think about things very much. So you're just, if you're unhappy with a relationship, that's all that's on your mind at that moment. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah, you, you know, know, and it doesn't let you defer. You did, That's it. You know, you want something, and if you can't get it, you know, I think that's what, you know, people do not like and when they're young, because I'm sure you've had that. Yeah. In fact, I was having a talk with someone recently, and we were saying about, you know, like now if we have to wait a couple minutes for like a website to load or, you know, something is out of stock <laughs> right. on Amazon, we're like yeah. mad, uh-huh. and then we think about how many like people who had grandparents or great grandparents or you know who had to like leave school at in sixth grade to go you know work to support their family yeah. you know it's like what yeah. a different mindset of just I mean really it wasn't even that long ago that people were doing that and yeah. you know what a different yeah. mindset people had like you know people always talk about if you have like a great grandparent or a grandparent that lived through the, the depression and stuff and I was thinking I, I wonder like kids now especially like when the toilet paper hoarding was going on um, two years right. ago I wonder if kids now are going to always have like certain things stocked and like certain fears well they might you know, you know why you know why? Because I think, like, my mother and grand- my mother used to have pantries filled with stuff. And I would go, what is wrong with you? You end up throwing everything out. But I guess because there were times when they didn't have it, that's what happened. And yeah. I was always mm-hmm. shopping. Like, I didn't shop for, like, three weeks in advance. I shop. I used to go to the grocery all the time because I, I didn't like to just keep storing food because my mother always did and then she ended up throwing it out so what you're saying is right because we don't do that now but now we might again because yeah. there was nothing i mean who would think we, there was like we all grew up thinking oh yeah there'll be toilet paper there'll be laundry detergent <laughs> there'll be you know paper goods there'll be food you know and then this happened and then you realize like when i remember when this started I mean, I was so happy to get a can of Lysol. It was like, oh, my God, like I struck gold. You know, it was oh, yeah. because, you know, you'd walk into a grocery store. Before this, there'd be tons of cleaning supplies. And then yeah. there wasn't. Yeah. So maybe people yeah, will start doing it. Yeah, I told you that for my sister's birthday, I sent her a gallon of hand soap because she couldn't find any. That was her, I guess she got this huge package and she sent me a big thing of paper towels and she told me she's a, a huge box is going to come. She's like, and I was like, oh, okay. She's like, no, you need to be prepared because it's like the size of a casket because she said, I ordered one for us. Oh I ordered God. one for you. And it's coming, but she says, you really need to be prepared. And I was, like, laughing. And honestly, yes, it showed up. It was the size of a casket. And the oh, way God. they pack it, though, too. <laughs> oh, well. And it was, like, Well, because you needed those towel. stuff, and you couldn't get them. You, they would let you get yeah. one at a time. So I think all of those things, and a lot of, we'll see a lot of little kids, though, at that time, at 
this time didn't go into grocery stores, but they would see that their parents would be getting, bringing home things, you know. And I, I don't know how many times I washed my counter. I still do a day. I mean, all the <laughs> things that we all did, but we really now just, it's like comes automatically, you know. Yeah. And we were very lucky, though. See, the times now, at least there was Amazon and places that deliver. Years ago, that was not the case. So it wasn't coming mm. to you. You'd have yeah. to go get it. You know, and yeah, that's, like, and that's become really important in people's lives now, the ordering. Yeah. yeah, and for the listeners, too, if you, um, you know, have family members, friends, or neighbors that you know don't really have Internet access or they struggle with that for, you know, vision reasons or whatever, yeah. you know, maybe reach out and see, you know, do you have enough masks? Can I order something for you? Do you need any right. help? Because there are people right now that, don't know how to do it, and they can't get to no, the library. No, they don't. That's right, and they don't have those things. Right, you know, and and you you know these are things we all took for granted. So I do think it will affect people, you know, in years to come. But I'm hoping that we'll be out of this. So, I mean, even two years ago when I started doing the shows, I mean, I've done shows for this is my 13th year, I think, um, because I was on another network or 14th year doing shows. But you know, I mean. This is so different now, and even the two years that I've done shows, when I first started with COVID, like I had mentioned it before, many times on the shows, we didn't want to talk about it, and then we said, should we talk about it? Will writers talk about it? Were we going to put it in our books? And that was then. But now, even though people don't want to talk about it, it's so much part of our life. You go, I'm not going to talk about COVID, and then two minutes later, something comes up, and you're talking about COVID. (laughs) Yeah, it, because it, yeah. It's, it's, it has so much control over what's going on now, you know, in everything yeah, we do. Really. I mean, it, yeah. it's taken over, and, and that's the bad thing, because I don't think yeah. we all thought that would happen. Yeah, you know? and you can really but, go down a rabbit hole of information, too. Like, there's, yeah. you know, I always tell people, because I worked in both broadcast news and print, and I always say, if you read it, you can filter it better. And plus, you know, when I would do like a script for TV, the reason TV news seems so sensationalized is because they've got to fit the talk, the talking points in within maybe like 15 seconds. Like they, they had a program on that right. would tell you how many seconds you had. So it comes at you with just headline, headline, headline. Whereas if you read it, you get, you know, they have more column inches and you, you know, it doesn't come across right. as anxiety. But when you're doing it like so a script, when you're putting it out for someone to read, it's got to be edited out. So you edit it, and it's yes. only a thought. It's not the whole story, you know, of really right. what's and happening. So that, that's sensationalism a lot of times on news, though. You know, they'll say one thing, and they'll go, oh, this is what's happening, and then they'll say, we'll talk about it later, and then they have one sentence, and they don't. everybody goes, well, like, what happened? <laughs> You're not telling us anything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's one so of the problems because have... with a strong headline. Yeah, because you have to, you know, get it out there. And there's certain papers that are better with, like, the bullet points and stuff. But if you have anxiety, reading your news is the gentler way to go. And if also if you want to get as much information, reading it is really important, and um, you know, to support, you know, the newspapers or even online and things like that. You know, if you have anxiety, well, that's a good watching point, it right now. You're not just hearing one thing, right. 
you're yeah and plus you don't have those images like for me i had a real hard time in the beginning watching because you see these people especially in other countries now not so much in the united states but in other countries they were completely covered which they were right we should have been doing that too but they were completely yeah. covered and you'd see them you know yeah. taking people out of ambulances and that was too much for me and so when i'm reading it i don't see you know i might see a picture there but it's well, not in real time very hard. visual is really tough sometimes, right? You know, yeah. because we all can, you can kind of, you know, filter it when you're reading it. But when you're seeing it, it's, it's like a lot of times even on the news, they'll say, well, this is going to be tough. If you don't feel you can watch it, don't. Yeah, because everybody you know. is also bringing their own experiences. Like for me, right. it's very hard for me to see pictures of people on like, you know, event or breathing things because, you know, I experienced that with a family member. And so for me, if I see that, I just kind of shut down. It's like, okay, right. I'm just going to look away right now, I'll, you know, or I'll just read this, I'll catch this one online. You know, and I think a lot of people have, you know, circumstances, you know, in, in their past that they've gone through that there are certain things where it's like, you know, not – this is not a healthy thing where it's better if I just go read it or, you know, like I said, sometimes I just right. go in the and other I room and I think there's also the other group of people that don't want to talk about this, see this, and they want to remain in their own world. And sometimes I, I can get it because they're, you know, it's too stressful. And that's not good either. But also this is what's happening now. So, I mean, you on some level, you have to, like, keep abreast of what's happening because you really need to know. And at this point right now, there is a lot of problem because they don't know exactly. It's a science. So that's what's happening to people. They hear one thing and somebody else says something else. And so I think it's very confusing to people right now. And that's a problem. Yeah. That, you know, and, and people, I don't see how they can do it any other way. It's just what's happening day to day, like you said. Yeah, and people stopped paying attention too, and they, you know, it was like, oh, it's, it's over, and it's like, no, that, no, it's, it's not, not over. Well, and that's what the, well, that's why we're in this now because everybody said, oh, it's over. It's not over, and it will be over. Yeah, I mean, it will yeah. be over, but it's, you know, if everybody would get on the same page, which I don't know if that's going to happen, so because a lot, there's a lot going on at the same time, but if we could have a uniform feeling on this, we could be done with this. I mean, I worked for doctors for mm -hmm. over 25 years, and honestly, I mean, I think of things that we used to do. I worked in hospitals and in offices, I was in the lab, and all the protections that we have now, we didn't even have that then, you know? I mean, people would go to work if they had a cold, you know? I mean, that's just life, especially when you work for doctors or in a hospital. They need you. So we didn't even yeah. have masks, you know? This is the thing. I think now... You know, there are some people I've heard that want to wear masks for you know all the time. I I wear masks because I need to now, but I had nightmares about masks. I was dreaming about them because it was so much on my mind. Thinking if I went somewhere and I didn't have a mask, so it was like in my mind. So I kept dreaming like that. So I don't like masks, but I have to wear them. And I know when people say they don't like them, there's no choice right now. You have to wear them. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I'll see someone without one. I'm thinking, like, do you think that I want to wear a mask? Because I really don't. You know, we don't like wearing yeah. them. We have no choice. Yeah, and there's also the fact, too, that it really has brought um, flus and everything down, too. 
I mean, I think yeah. it, I forget what country it was that had like such an incredibly low flu rate because they were good about masks. It makes you kind of realize, wow, not only well, that does part it show that true. they're working, <laughs> yes. yeah, not you know, only does it show they're working, true. but it also shows that COVID is so strong that it go, you know, can go through sometimes but, if you're not properly it, wearing right. it. So. But it is clean, you know, if, you know, when you really think about it and, you know, I don't think we thought about it as much. I mean, everybody wanted to be clean, but you didn't sometimes think about if you're in an elevator, who pressed a button, maybe, you know, I mean, you didn't ever think of, you just pressed a button right after somebody. Then you're going, oh, you know, should I be touching that? You know, and then nobody wants to touch anything. We didn't ever have that. You know, I and I do sleeve. think, yeah, me too, me too, sleeve. me too, but my you know what the problem is, like I try to open my door sometimes with my, like, elbow, and you know what, then I look, oh, yes. <laughs> I had black and on my elbow, and I didn't realize it, because I'm pushing with my elbow to open the door, not to touch anything, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's also what happens, you know, and I don't, you know, and I can't even tell you how many things when we were in the hospital what we did i mean and the only thing i remember is when i see all these people you know they have all this you know the lab coat on and they have the masks and everything it's they're not they don't even tell you how warm it is when people are dressed like that i mean you're it's warm with all you know you think you're warm with just the coat. You have all of the lab coat. They have, you know, a lot of doctors are wearing ma- masks, double masking, and they have different things. So, I mean, it's it's not a pleasure for them, you know. And so yeah. I think we'll all appreciate things a little differently than we did before. Well, let's put it this way. We'll think about it where we never thought about these things. I mean, yeah. even working for doctors, for sure. I never thought about all of this. Only when I was a student, I knew I had to learn things, so I had to go into contagious places and put stuff on. That's why I know how hot all this stuff is. But, you know, and mm-hmm. that was only if somebody was very highly contagious, and that wasn't like now. I mean, I don't can't even imagine what these people are going through, but I think the kids will be learning different things, and hopefully, you know, some of this will give them the strength they need in their life later. I think it will. Because they're yeah. very smart, a lot of these kids now. I mean, they're really aware of things that most of us never were. Yeah, there's even, I've seen people put videos online talking about pandemic babies, and they show, like, you know, like the little kid going, seeing something that looks like lotion, but they think it's hand sanitizer and putting their hand yeah. out, you know, like to like wipe their hand. They already know, you know, like, oh, you know, this is, a, this is what we do now. <laughs> Which know, is, you know, I kind know. of sad, too, but... You know, it's, it's very good, sad when good. you think about it in those ways. But you know, I, mean, I think we'll get out of it. So I think for comforting people, I think actually one of the things I think, you know, if they if they have, you know, TV can do it and a book can do it, you know, and as you said, you know, reading a book takes you in another place. And yeah. I think sometimes that's good for people. It's your body yeah, is much more relaxed. At the end of the day, you know, the last thing you want before you go to bed is not necessarily, you know, an information download from, you know, news or right. whatever. I mean, it's good to be informed, but right before <laughs> right. bed, you might need a little something to lull you into sleep. So what, you know, what a happy kind of things do you, want, that, do you want to talk about over the, you know, um, you know, next few times we're on together, you know, or what we should talk about. Are there subjects you'd like to discuss? So, you know, if people would like to be guests on the show, because I know when I had 
um, the show on children, the children's authors, a couple of them wanted to be on for bullying and things like that. So I think there would be, you know, it's it, it's a topic that is not going away. Yes, and, and I think anxiety and it's, would it's be really a good prevalent. topic too. That's a big topic now. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's what's really a lot of kids are feeling that, you know, and it starts yeah. very young. And, yeah, and I think anxiety you know, would be a good show to do as well, yes. discussing, you know, ways to deal with it. You know, because that's yes, a lot if there of are people the, listening um, that want to be on these shows, I, we're happy to have you. You know, if you'd like, you don't have to stay on the whole show. You can come on and talk about what you'd like to talk about, or you can call in, you know, and um, we can discuss some of these things, you know, what you're doing for yourself. Because, you know, I think people are much more conscious now of what's going on, you know, with their kids because they've been with them a lot and what's going on in the world and how we can make each other feel better. And I think like yeah. we had talked about this before, being nice to people because I think that matters. That Definitely. always matters. You know, Just showing and I somebody think, that you're looking out for them and, you know, that, you know, you're – just checking in with people. I know at the beginning of the pandemic, I would, you know, make calls to people and, you know, yeah. kind of check in with friends. And I saw online that Dan Rather was doing that as well, you know, making sure everyone was okay. And, you know, this is kind of a sense of community that way. Maybe we can't be together physically, but we can still, we have so much technology now. And even, you know, like telephones, a lot of people don't like to make calls and I was just talking right. to um, a younger person and she said you know nobody in my generation wants to talk on the phone and she said I really appreciated the other day when I'm she made a comment online about something like you know she would really needs to hear a voice and I said to her I said hey you want to you know do a phone call and we talked and she said that really meant a lot because she said I haven't talked on the phone in probably about two years and she said it just it just felt really isolating and I you know well, but what is true. Right. a lot and of people really don't true. Like. One of the times, one of the things on my show is when I have a lot of guests at one time, if I have four guests or if they're in an anthology together and um, or they've known each other online, but they have not heard each other's voices. So on the show, yeah. you know, and usually on my shows with every guest, I tell them before the show that if you have a question to ask somebody else or you want to talk to them, that's okay. So sometimes people would say on my show that, you know, that they it may be – a you know, a lot of subjects going around, but this is the only time people get to talk to each other. They're always either texting or they're just messaging. But on the show, I want them to feel comfortable that they can ask each other questions or actually if they've been texting, they know each other very well, but they've not talked to each other. I'm, I like the phone a lot because I do talk a lot and I, you know, when I'm texting, you know, because people are sometimes short when they're texting, and that's not their personality. It's just that's how they text. So you get more yeah. of a feeling of how the person is when you're talking to them. That's why if people are guests on shows, then people that read their books or, you know, their blogs, at least they feel they know them somewhat because anybody could just write something. But when you're talking to them, you understand them a little better, I think. And I agree with you on that 100%. A, a phone call works. Yeah, and you can tell emotions, you know, like sarcasm yes. can get lost real easy, on, oh, you, yes. you know, text or type, and people can yeah. get offended. And sometimes, too, you can really hear in somebody's voice or their tone or yeah. just the way they word it, you know. Yes, You can really tell how somebody's feeling. I think feeling. that's important. And everybody has a phone. They could use the phone. They just don't. Yeah. 
you know, and I do think those are things, you know, feeling close to someone or feeling like, you know, like a lot of us have made a lot of friends on Facebook and Twitter and whatever, real friends. I mean, that we really actually don't just say hi to, we talk to them on a, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, I've met a lot of people that have been on my shows that I talk to all the time. So I think that that's one of the things that people need. And so sometimes if you think they don't want to talk, maybe they do. Like what you're saying is true. You know, maybe just give them a call. Yeah, you know, I think that they'll answer it or not. Or, you know, so a lot of people do like to talk on the phone. It is not a matter of how old you are. It's sometimes it, just sensing what the other person is saying helps somebody. Yeah, or just hearing the and, un- another person's voice, too. Yes, yeah. And, and, you know, naturally as authors, we do tend to like to hear other people's stories because that's just who we are, you know. And uh, somewhere in our mind, it, we keep it for something we might be writing, you know, because that's yeah. how we learn different things. And, you know, how, I mean, you write stories a lot on self-esteem, you know, and first love, Um what do you think your some of the your readers are thinking about now? Because, you know, the self esteem and the you know, first love and now people are trying to have boyfriends, girlfriends. This is hard. They're young. They yeah. don't you know, they're not talking to people. Yeah. I think we're going to have more of appreciation for, you know, the conversations and things that we do have. And yeah, from what I'm hearing um, there is concerns, you know, especially because some people's parents are letting them go out and do whatever, and some people's parents aren't. And so that can make right. people feel, you know, uncomfortable too. Like, oh, you know, I know someone so, you know, was at a big Christmas party, and I don't necessarily feel comfortable because I just saw something online where somebody saying that her daughter didn't really want to go to this um, party, a birthday party that was coming up because she knew that the other kids had all gone to these big Christmas things, but she did not know how to speak up for herself and say, you know, I don't feel comfortable. So her mom says, do you want me to be the bad guy? And I kind of had to laugh because I actually have Landry and her mom (laughs) had a conversation about let me be the bad guy on this one. And it's true. I mean, it's so much easier to say, oh, my mom won't let me come than it is to say, you know, I don't want to pick up any germs right now. I'm I'm scared. You know, because people, we need to be more sensitive too because compassion goes a long way. And there might be somebody who you might think they have irrational fears, but those are their fears. And you can try to be, say, you know, okay, we're going to take the necessary precautions. But at the same time, you know, right now, we don't know from day to day what's going to go on. And that goes for adults. Because some adults go, oh, are you you one that won't go out? (laughs) You know, and they say that to people. You know, and right off the bat, if you say that to somebody, the conversation is going a different way, not in a good You're way. Very true. <laughs> it's very not going to be good. Because the truth is, you know, like what you just said, everybody has a right to say, no, I don't feel comfortable. But young people, you know, that is very difficult, I think, for them. Because they don't have the confidence that an adult sometimes has. Yeah. Say no. Yeah. Well, you're worried about what people think of you and stuff, and you don't want to be considered the weird kid. You want to fit in. You want to belong. Right. Right. And you're right because what if you have friends that some of their parents say, "Okay, you can go out," and what if you are the one that your parents say you can't go out? Yeah. That's hard. 
So that I think that would be very trying. So I think, you know, that's one of the problems, which they're saying why they want to have school, and, you know, because kids can't really concentrate at home. We, right now, are at a time that there are decisions being made, and some may be right, some may be wrong, but nobody knows that yet. So we just have to be patient and understanding and try to get through this together because we are, like you said at the beginning, we're in a boat. We're in a different boat, but we're all in it. Some kind of boat. Yeah. I mean, we're all trying to figure out. Yeah, we're all in a storm trying to figure it out. Yeah, and like, we are you know, in a storm. I've seen, I've seen some people post, you know, pictures of, like, their kids' at home school set up, and some just have, like, an amazing, you know, a separate room or they've made a little area yeah. off, like the little entryway from the garage. They've made a little special section. Yes. And then some are, it's like they're trying to study in Grand Central Station with everything going on, yeah. you know. Yeah. Everybody's housing situation is different. And I hate to say this, but you know what I think is going to change? And I'm actually all for this because I hate open floor plans, but I don't think we're going to be seeing open floor plans as much in the future because we're all – in one big room. And right now I think we're at a point, if, especially yeah. from what I'm hearing with people with big families, is they're kind of getting sick of each other's faces. Is what well, that's saying. the one thing, right, because the kitchen, the family room, everything is in one room, okay? And now because people are home, that means everybody's in one room. And that, yeah, and good luck you know, everybody studying. wanted that one big great room. <laughs> one big great room is not looking so fabulous no. Two years later, because you're just, you know, no matter how close a family is, and especially when you have a few kids, you know, keeping them in the house together is not easy. But I maybe on some levels, kids that didn't get along together in the, living in the same house, maybe they do now. So because yeah. they're actually kind of equal now. They don't have, you know, like sometimes one kid goes out more and the other one's not as popular or whatever. And so, but now they're kind of in the same boat. Home. Yeah, I wondered at the beginning of the pandemic home. how the people that like the tiny houses, how they were handling yeah. it. Because a lot of times people buy, you know, Not if you good. watch HGTV, yeah. you know, they have um, people who move overseas and they purposely get a smaller apartment because they're like, oh, we're going to be yeah. at restaurants and new vans. Yeah. And so we really just need this to sleep at night. And I'm thinking, oh, how's that working out for you now? But, right, you well, know? for now, right, because now I, I think that, right, and I think some of the newer places – uh, have smaller rooms. So I think a lot of people will be looking for more room because I think, you know, this was is a, been a trying time for people, and a lot of people are working at home that necessarily never did. Because yeah, there's a lot of people I mean, working be, at home. Yeah, at the beginning and, you know, of the pandemic, yeah, that was definitely an issue with people trying to, like, have more than one kid in one room doing at-home schooling and they could hear each other. And That's hard. Um, it's like being in an office and you're right next to the person and they're on the phone or something. <laughs> they're doing something and you're yeah. trying to work and you can't say anything to them. Or even if you're in a little cubbyhole in an office and they're talking so loud, the other people can't work. You know, that's yeah. what happens. You know, and they could be on yeah, a phone call talking loud, and they don't even know they're talking loud. And right, and if they're used to having listening. their own office. Yes. You know, that's the thing, so too, like my, with my husband. Yeah. So I think these are all things that, you know, we are getting used to doing. So I think, you know, in the long run, I think everybody will start, you know, feeling better. But I think for now, you know, and if there are topics people want to talk about, how they comfort themselves, and I do think, you know, Parents that didn't necessarily want their children watching so much TV, now they realize, well, 
maybe it's not such a bad idea because otherwise they can't do their work. Yeah. If their kids aren't, you know, when you're really young, you, you know, and you want to your parents' attention and you're not watching TV, what are you supposed to do? And they can't if you're in a cold climate, you can't really just send people out when it's below zero. You know, kids out, you right. can't do that. So I mean, there are so many things that are going to change, you know, um and now I think people are trying to figure out how to make that change. So I think if they just look at their own strength and see what they've gone through over these last two years, because who would have thought that any of us could do this? And we are doing it. Right. It's two years later, almost. And, and we're I, doing it. I think a lot of us, we take for granted the things that we've been through. I mean, we all have our own unique experiences, and that might be a good thing for listeners to do, is write down some difficult things that they went through and go back and look and say, hey, you know, I made it through this. You know, going through, you know, maybe a grandparent's death or a sickness or, you know, like um, there's a lot of people that have dealt with things like having like fires, floods, things like that. Yes. And, you oh know, you God. don't yes. think about it, but you made it through. And, you know, like right. what, what got you through? What was what helped and, you right. build that strength? What did you lean on? What did you look to? You know, that might just it. be no, a good thing to do. You don't even have to, to go do. any further than whoever's still alive now. Seriously, they made they're making it through this. Because right. this was a challenge, yeah, a big challenge. Yeah. And so, if you have that strength coming through, that I'm going to make it, the people that made it, which is everybody out there that's still alive, then that's they have the strength they need to do other things and to think positive and to, you know, I, I was reading something where they were talking about this is the time if you're going to make a change, just do it then. You know, you can do it. Yeah. Don't just say I can't do it because look what we all did. And, and by having, yeah. you know, almost every guest that I've had on the show has the exact same feelings about this. And this is two years of shows. There's nobody that has been thrilled with this. But we're all doing it because we know we yeah. have to to get to the next place. So I think that if people just realize it and kind of just, you know, how people look in the mirror and then they talk to themselves, just look at yourself and say, I did this. We're here. However you got there, watching TV, reading books, listening to music, talking on the phone, you know, whatever you do, you're here. Yes. Yeah. And who would have you know, thought? Who would have possibly yeah. thought this could be, you know? So I think those are the topics that, you know, if people want to talk about different things, they can just let me know, you know, and or let you know, and we'll talk about these things. But I do think through books is what, you know, are a lot of times how people do learn things and feel better about themselves by, you know, other by characters to us, like we're writing them, are real. But they are taken from events that we have thought of or we know. And so I think in other people, if they read them, they go, oh, you know, that's me. So they mm-hmm. do help people. It's not a self-help book, but it is, really, and it gives you sometimes self-esteem or just seeing that the characters end up together or they go through a crisis and they make it. And then a person can sit back and go, oh, I can do that. You know, and that's what I think people need more of. You know, anxiety is hard, though. I mean, that's a tough subject to talk about, which we need to, because people that never had any anxious feelings at all are very anxious now. And that's yeah. normal right now. I don't see how you cannot 
be anxious about what has happened. It's how you and I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that everybody deals with some of that, and I think we all think, oh, it's just me, it's just me. Because I, I didn't really, it wasn't a topic I really wanted to talk about, and I would get asked a lot, and partly because one of my books has that word in it, like camera anxiety, I would get asked about it, and I didn't necessarily want to, like, discuss, because people always want to know your personal connection yes. to something. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily want to talk about it, but every time I did talk about it, I would get so many people saying, oh, my gosh, I thought it was just me, or I didn't know. And, you know, they were, like, appreciative. And, I, you know, every time I did it, I was honestly sweating, you know, squirming, twisting in my chair. I did not want to talk yeah. about it. But every time I did, the response was, oh, my gosh, you know, I thought I was the only one. No, because people really do, you know, there is something to be said about, you know, it's not misery, but it's like you, you have company. You know you know that you're not alone. And, you know, there's a lot of times that we all think of these things, you know, different, you know, we have a problem with our parent, we have a problem with our boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. And other people have that. Yeah. So I think that that's, that can make anybody anxious along with what's happening now. And, you know, it would be normal for people, certainly young adults, to be worried about their future. Because this has never happened before, and they want to plan going to college, and they want to plan what they want to do, and then they see this school is closed, that school is closed, this one's having a problem, and I think for them, that's anxiety. Listen, they've worked hard through grammar school, high school, and especially thinking about college, they've worked this hard, and then they go, now what? And that's probably very difficult. And I think, too, also right now, I think we're more appreciative of certain people. And so there are a lot of people who maybe wanted to go away, like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, to get out of this town or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, we almost lost, you know, this family member who got sick. Right. I want to stay a little closer to home. I thought I wanted to go farther away across yeah. the country and get away. Maybe right. I want to, right. you know, stick around. Right. Because that yeah, was the first time, too. Right. A couple of times people have had to travel to get back home. You know, um, I know people who had kids and people and, you know, a spouse just working overseas briefly and they had trouble getting back, you know, two years ago. That was very hard. Yes, very hard. And so I think, you know, people have overcome all these things. So, you know, like this is what these shows will be about if people would like to call in or talk about different things. I mean, that's why I've always done breast cancer shows because I do think that if it helps one or two people go get a mammogram that might not have got a mammogram or I've had other talks on other subjects i think that this is where the world is you don't have to feel alone you know because you know i think sometimes people are afraid of things that they don't that they think are just happening like you said to themselves but they're not it's more universal than they think especially and i think we're all handling i think we're all handling things better than we realize that we are because like you said yes you know Going through the day-to-day, we think, oh, you know, like, oh, I survived, I made it through today. Like, woo, okay, I can, you know, go to bed now. But I think we need to appreciate, too, like, the little things we do. Like I was saying with the communities, like, the fact that people thought to have hours in the morning for people who were higher risk, you know, that was a really nice thing. And people, 
Yes. You know, people did that, and they said, okay, you know, I'd, I'd like to go and be first one in line to get the Clorox wipes, but hey, you know, my neighbor, yep. you know, has an immune system issue. I'll wait and let them do their shopping first. I mean, just little yep. things like that, little, you know, even knowing that there's, you know, people who have to go further to get their mail, like maybe they have to go in the post office and helping, you know, somebody out with a little thing, just the littlest thing you can do might right. mean the and world realize how somebody. we got there, the, the mailman, the, even the, Amazon drivers, I mean, all of these people, nurses, doctors, you know, policemen, firemen, all of these people had a lot to do with our, while staying safe. Yeah, the essential you know, workers. And, and, really, I, I mean, they did, drivers, and, and this, they did know. a great job. They did a great job, and they're still doing a great job. So I do think that when this is all through, I think I'm hoping that people will come out of this realizing that someone at the grocery store is a person, not just someone checking you out. They have feeling and families, and be, say hello to them would be a – for me, the hardest thing is with the masks is – you know, I always used to talk to a lot of people, but at the beginning of this, nobody was talking to anybody, everybody was looking away, and that was very difficult for me, not to have a conversation yeah. with people. And I think that hopefully people will feel better about themselves and who they're, you know, if they're a doctor, if they're talking to the people, just saying hello is a nice thing. I know people just don't do yeah. that. And so I think all these little things together would make a much better world. And so hopefully people will learn from this and we'll I mean, all we feel have better. Seen, yeah, we have seen, you know, the worst of things right now with people, you know, yes. heightened tempers and stuff. But we've also seen the best of humanity. Yes, I mean, absolutely. We've seen, you know, like the essential workers who went in. I mean, if it wasn't for the truck oh, drivers incredible. and the grocery store workers and the janitorial services, they were working so everything would have collapsed. They are working so many hours. So I think I think yeah. if we come out of this feeling better about each other, I think and realizing we're more alike than we all thought. Yeah. So I think that that would be the best thing. And so uh, the show's almost over. So do you want to tell people where they can find you? I have it on my, you know, I have your Facebook page, you know. So do you want to tell people where they can find you to read your books or to your blogs? Sure, um, KristenLindsay.com, and Kristen is with a Y. And um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Kristen Lindsay, and you can find me at Kristen Lindsay Hager on Facebook or on Amazon, Kristen Lindsay Hager. And we will be doing shows. Again, we'll probably do another one in a few weeks whenever you can. We're going to add these shows in because I think they're good. And if, if there is a topic that, you know, we want to talk about or somebody wants to talk about, just let us know. You know, yeah, and then, you know, on my website, you can contact me or, you know, put it on social media and I will share it with Marsha and we will talk yes. about what you Yeah, and you can also find me at MarshaCasperCook.com or MichiganAvenueMedia.com. And um, I have a blog now. I've just been posting a lot of things because I think this is one thing for people to know, that you may not see everybody's posts. So maybe you sometimes go in and check who you haven't heard from for a while and maybe go in and do a like or something and share something and then people will see, you'll be able to see them again. It's not working very well right now because you think people aren't around because you don't see them, but that's not true. They are around. You just have to go in every now and then and, you know, re-like something and then you will see some of their posts because that's what's happened now. That's a problem. I don't know how to fix that, but that's the other thing. (laughs) 
you know, I really don't. But I go into a lot of different groups, and then, you know, and I do think the groups, they need to figure out what they're going to do. Some of these groups, you know, I know they're private groups, but, I mean, I think it would be better to open them up more publicly so people can see some of the books that they do and things that they have on rather than just for other author to author or, you know. I mean, I don't understand. You know, I think open groups are nice. You know, I know if you have a question, so then everybody could hear that question. I think I like open groups better, you know, than the closed ones, you know. And, um, you know, everybody in the long run is actually promoting themselves, so I don't know why they they don't want people promoting. They are, you know. And this is what this all is. They're promoting what they do or they're getting information, but it's still a form of promoting, you know, what they're doing or how they're going to, you know, what they're doing with their new books or their covers. So I don't know. I I like open. But what can I say? So anyway, so thank you so much for coming on and a happy new year to everybody that's listening and everybody that's been listening for all these years. And I'll be back, um, I think, next week, but I have a lot of different kind of shows. But Kristen and I will be back very shortly and we'll be posting what we're going to do and it's all up to you too so let us know I'm happy to talk about anything people would like to talk about so that's the end all right so thank you so much and have a great day thank you it's, it's been great conversation thank you bye <laughs>